Engage. watch this podcast i'm alan i'm ryan i'm devin and we're not really talking about one specific thing today uh we decided since a lot happened over the past weekend at san diego comic-con or comic-con international whatever you want to call it we're going to talk about some of the stuff that came out of that so before we get into the bulk of it that which is marvel uh, we're gonna talk about some other stuff um (laughs) one thing because other things happened i'm sorry to interrupt but is it because the San Diego Comic-Con is on the West Coast and Hollywood is on the West Coast that it's like the international Comic-Con, like the biggest one? Because you would think know. it might be like New York. Or no, it's, maybe like, it's been this year was the 50th anniversary of them doing Comic-Con out there. So it's been around the longest. New York Comic-Con hasn't been as big as it has so, been the past so it's, few years. So it's longevity. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And my question has been answered. We I mean, New York, New York Comic Con. <laughs> having gone to New York Comic Con, it's fun. It's nowhere near the like San Diego. Yeah, it's nowhere near yeah. San Diego. I mean, because, besides, it's yeah. San Diego for crying out loud. That's play. It's it's it's, it's San Diego. I'll put it this way: San Diego Comic Con gets the Marvel movies. New York Comic Con gets Agents of Shield. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, before we talk about Marvel, we got some other stuff to talk about. So. Anything you guys want to talk about first? I've got a list of things here. Devin, the, you mentioned something earlier. A Nickelodeon Yeah, thing? all right. I'm really excited. Okay. I knew Picard was going to be a thing. Yes. I went, I don't care. This is going to be stupid. It's a cash grab. Why is he doing this? And then I saw the trailer, and my mind is completely changed. I can't wait. I might actually get CBS All Access just for the show. Yeah, this... I've been thinking about canceling my CBS All Access because I keep forgetting that I have it. I watched two episodes <laughs> of Twilight Zone that uh-huh. when, the day they premiered and then haven't touched it since. But the Picard thing is like, I, I want to watch it. And I after hearing what they did with Star Trek Discovery, is that what it's called? You're talking about the one that everybody hates. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. After Discovery. hearing what they did in the finale of season two, I'm like, oh, I might need to watch that show now. I don't know what they did. Uh, I watched like an episode and it was good. Okay. It wasn't enough to make me be like, I need to watch this, but it was fine. Slight, uh, slight spoilers for, uh, well, I'm going to spoil the finale in two words, time travel. Okay. Yeah. Um, Do they go back to the trouble with tribbles episode again? Uh, they, <laughs> again, again, they go beyond like way beyond. Like, Interesting. Like, I think they go to a point where Picard's been dead for a thousand years. Beyond. Holy shit. Yeah. Like huge jump in time. That's cool. So I, I don't know exactly. I don't know what happens, but I, that's what I heard. Like I'm kind of intrigued by that. And I kind of just want to see the Pike stuff that they did in season two. Oh yeah. That so, would be cool. But no, uh, the Picard trailer is fantastic. I cannot wait yeah. for the show. I told my wife that the trailer was out. Hey, do you want to watch this trailer? She's like, yeah, I guess. And I was like, 
it's all right because data's in it she's like oh okay like that's cool yeah and then i i was like she'll care about data she won't care about this other person they mentioned in the article that i clicked on and we watch it and seven of nine shows up she's like what the she like she lost yeah it. she <laughs> flipped out when seven of nine showed up and i was like okay i did not expect that reaction <laughs> did, ryan have you seen this trailer no okay you know who we're talking we're ta- you know we're talking hard star trek yeah okay just make it just make i've sure. seen stills of it okay I haven't yeah. seen the trailer. No, it looks I, like the, it looks like what I wanted. It looks like a very grounded, very human story in a world that's had so many fantastical stories that it's what I want. Yeah, yeah, I love that they bring him back to the the vineyard because that's that's yeah. like one of the few Earth episodes I've seen of Next Gen because I don't think there yeah. are th- that many. But I also like as much as I love Star Trek, I like the movies more than the shows. Like I haven't I haven't watched all of Next Gen. But I know sure. I know that his family's dead from the movies because there's a yeah. whole thing in generations about everyone dying. Yeah. So it, like, it'll be really interesting to see him go back and continue the family business on his own and having to deal oh, with yeah. that. And I can't wait see, to me. The reason why I didn't really care to watch the trailer or really heard about like cared about what happened at Comic-Con about it is because I knew that he was coming back just from the rumors that were going around. And I'm a huge fan of Picard. I'm a huge fan of Next Gen. And to me, unlike Devin, as soon as I heard that he was coming back, I was like, yay. I don't care what the capacity is. I want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like, So I'm already sold on it. I don't need to be sold yeah. any further. Um, Guys, you're going to hate me this episode. There's a theme that you're going to start picking up on me soon. So oh, just, I already know. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think you guys know. So not only is 7 and 9 and Data in this, and Data looks fantastic. Brett Spiner has Yeah, you no- guys. Brett Spiner, I didn't think could pull off data anymore. I don't know what they did, but he looks like data. Yeah. Um, evidently, Jonathan Franks is coming back too. So who is he? Riker. No, that's right. I forgot about I, him. I know he's been directing some of the Star Trek show that they have already, and I think he's going to come back as Riker. So that's, that's exciting. Cool. I'm excited for number Picard. two. Number two. Number two. He graduated from Liberty High School. That's the high school that Kristen graduated from. Oh, that's cool. He, he's from Pennsylvania. Let me think of the famous oh. people who graduated from Big Spring. Okay, we're done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Black Hawk Down. Come on. Yeah, oh, yeah. What? One of the pilots from Black Hawk Down, like the actual event, went to um, Big Spring. Did he? Was Randall he one of the downed coppers? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Respects right. to the family. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, so Picard, we're, we're excited for. We're excited for Picard. Yeah. Say? yeah. All right. Um, yes. <laughs> do we want to stick to TV shows? Because I got another one. Yeah, let's, let's stick to TV, TV shows, shows for now. Okay. So HBO had a panel. They actually yeah. had a few. They, they did a Game of Thrones panel, which we're not going to touch on because I don't care at this point. But yeah, they also had a panel for Watchmen. And they released, a new, they released a new trailer for the Watchmen TV show that's being run by Damon Lindelof of lost mm-hmm. and leftovers fame. Did you guys see this trailer again? Yes. I'm a huge fan of the Watchmen movie. And when I heard they were making a show, I'm sold. Okay. <laughs> You're going to be right. getting that answer a lot from me because um, <laughs> I'm the polar opposite of Devin when it comes to this type of stuff. The trailer definitely ties Good. it into the, the Watchmen comic more than I expected it to. Yes, definitely. Um, it did. I did not expect that cameo at the end. I, do, can I spoil it for you? If you haven't yeah, watched it, it looks like Dr. Manhattan's actually going to be in the show. 
Yeah, I was really impressed. Yeah, I I can't wait. Like I know they like make jokes about him living on Mars and stuff, but like yeah. they actually show him in this in a suit like picking up a Dr. Manhattan mask with a blue hand. I'm like, "Oh my god." And you got oh, yeah, um right. is it Owlman or the Night Owl? What what is the 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 ship? Oh, the the old-timey one. Yeah. The, the yeah, you I have think his it's ship Owlman. Yeah. So you have his ship in there. Oh, I I can't wait. Yeah. And Dam- Damon and it seems like they address the Minutemen a bit more too, which mm-hmm. I like. The uh the squids from the comic book are in it a lot more. Yeah, that's right. Um Jeremy Irons is playing like the only remaining original watchman. He's Ozymandias, I think. Oh, that's cool. Um but yeah, I can't wait for this. Um I need to go back and reread Watchmen and watch the movie I, again. Like <laughs> I have the the graphic novel like on the shelf eye level, so I see it every day to remind me to watch it or read it. The one thing that I really appreciate about Watchmen, the comic book, and Watchmen the movie, mm-hmm. is that they pretty much used the comic book for their storyboard for shooting the movie, and that's oh, what yeah. I and that's what I love about the movie because there are times when I want to read it and there are times when I want to watch it, and either mm-hmm. way, I feel like I'm not missing anything. Yeah, there's a better soundtrack in the movie than there is in the comic book. Well, of course, there's a better soundtrack in the movie than there is in the comic book. <laughs> I, I really wish I could open the comic book and just hear Bob Dylan. <laughs> that would be so and, cool. And, and when you close, when you finish the comic book, it just starts playing My Chemical Romance. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I'm just looking at my shelf. I thought we had the Watchmen. I don't see it over there. Oh no! But check out what I just picked up. Oh, I love it. Is it all of it? It's the it's the first story. So it's the first movie, pretty much. I, for those of you who can't see the podcast, it's Kick-Ass. Yeah, I said Kick-Ass. For those who can't see the oh, podcast, there's only three of us yeah. that are seeing the podcast ever. Yeah. <laughs> hey. For, for, hey, for now. For now. For now. For now. For this episode, at least. Exciting things are Spoilers. coming. We've got I know. A, 100 episodes coming up. We're going yeah. to do some shit. <laughs> um. No, I'm excited for this. Evidently, Alan Moore is not. Uh, he still has not signed off on this at all. And oh. Damon Lindelof has said has taken the most Alan Moore approach to it. He's like, at this point, I'm just gonna say, fuck it, I'm doing this anyway. Good. So yeah. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, like it's always nice when things like this get the seal of approval from the author, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna happen this time. So no, but I'm oh, still well. excited for it. Um, Devin, you also mentioned Invader Zim. Is something happened with Invader Zim at Comic-Con? Yeah, I think it was at Comic-Con, but they announced that on August 16th, there's going to be a new something of Invader, Invader Zim on Netflix. And I'm really excited about it. I did see that there's going to be a new Rocco's Modern Life movie on Netflix, too. They're just giving me my childhood back to me and just do it. Like, I don't care. See, yeah. Rocco's Modern Life is more of my childhood. Well, more of my, like... Rocco's Modern Life was kind of a guilty pleasure for me because I can't remember exactly the year it came out, but I feel like I might have been a little bit too well, Like, I don't think, I think I was outside the target audience for that show. Sure. By a little bit. I think the target target audience for that show being on Nickelodeon was not what it should have been. No. That show oh, is, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, because I loved that show and I still do. And I'm more excited for Rocco's Modern Life than I am Invader Zim. Because I knew people who were fans of like Invader Zim, but I always thought it was just a comic book. Like I didn't know oh, it was a TV gotcha. show. I didn't know it was a, 
a cartoon. Okay. Yeah, I never really watched so, Raiders then, but I'm excited for old Nickelodeon stuff coming back. Same here. Oh, yeah. Um, so there is one that, like, we didn't bring up that kind of fits along the Watchmen one. Uh, did you guys see the trailer for the, the Snowpiercer TV show? No, I have not. Nope. Did you see it? Devin? I, did, I mean, I did. Yeah, I just didn't know if you guys had seen <laughs> no, it. No, I, I haven't. I, I, I've seen the uh, movie, though. Have you guys seen the you seen the original movie with Chris Evans? Yes. Yeah. Have you Ryan? No. It's a good movie. I like it. I think that it's worth. I think you would like it, Ryan. Okay. Uh, and this, from what I've seen, and it's only like been a couple of steals and a couple of write ups. It seems like they're doing the source material well with the TV show in the same way they're doing the Watchmen well. Yeah, I. I'm curious how you expand on the story of Snowpiercer to a movie. Or to a yeah. TV show. Because the movie is pretty much like we're going from train car to train car within two hours. Like, is each episode mm-hmm. going to be a different train train car? I don't know. I don't know if I'd love that. But it didn't, didn't it crash at the end or something? It does something at the I need to watch yeah. it again. Maybe they do a thing like speed. The, you've got, it for, first it's a train, and then it's a linked airplane or something. And then after that, <laughs> it's a bunch of linked cruise ships. And then after that, it's a bunch of linked buses. Yeah, it's I'm, a human centipede. I'm, curi- I'm curious to see anything. what I want to see what they do with that show. Um, I, I'm curious about it. I'm curious enough to check it out. Um, yeah. So the last thing in TV that I've got is the DC crossover that's coming on the CW this fall. Oh yeah. In Crisis on Infinite Earth. So we talked about this a little bit in the group chat. But yeah. I, I figured I'd bring it up here because a lot of shit is happening on this. Sh- I just want to correct you two talked a lot about that in, uh, in the group <laughs> chat. I just kind of watched. Okay. I just <laughs> So every year the CW does their crossover with the Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. This year they're doing the Crisis on Infinite, Infinite Earths. So they, I think Arrow this season is going to be him assembling a team and like time traveling and all this. But so you have all these characters coming in from these shows. Yeah but they've announced some other people coming in now. So Brandon Ralph, who played Superman in Superman Returns, has been on Legends of Tomorrow for a few years. He's been on Air- he was on Arrow before that. He plays Ray Palmer the Atom. Okay. So he's pretty much the DC Ant-Man. Okay. In the DC crossover, he's playing Superman again. Yeah. He's playing the Kingdom Come Superman, which I cannot wait for. I always liked his Superman. It'll be it's like the closest you can get to the Christopher Reeve Superman in this. It's what it looks like. Like, cause I've seen stills and he looks like that part really well. Yeah. Um, and then they're bringing in the Superman from Supergirl. So now I I'm hoping I'm waiting for a confirmation, but Tom Welling from Smallville may be coming in too. I, I heard rumors of it too. And I yeah. think that would be really cool. There's a rumor going around that him and Linda Carter from wonder woman back in the seventies will be in it as those characters is Shaq. That would be crazy. I, I wish Shaq was in it as steel. Like, Oh, that can we be... just send them a letter that if Shaq isn't in it, I'm not <laughs> interested just flat out. Like Shaq needs to be in this. I, I, part of me just hopes that they, uh, they pay Disney money for the portals theme from <laughs> Avengers and just bring everyone in on screen at once. Oh, I'd love that. So you have like Michael Keaton's Batman <laughs> and all yeah. this. The reason why though, the whole Shaq thing, mm-hmm. When the Superman comic came out where where 
where Superman died fighting Doom. Um, after that comic book came out, they came out with like a bunch of like testers. Reign of the Superman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my favorite one was the Man of Steel one, where it was the guy that was paralyzed and he built built the suit of armor, which was the the character that Shaq was did in his movie. Um, I don't know if he was paralyzed in the movie or not, but in, but, but but in the comic book he was paralyzed. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I haven't read the book, but I just watched the animated version of that that they did. Yeah, which was pretty good. Yeah, uh, they they did it in two parts this time. Yeah, I mean um, that was my favorite of those like random like uh, 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 the Superman mm-hmm. because one he had to build his suit, so it was he was human, and two he had a he had a ballot, <laughs> yeah. he had a giant hammer. <laughs> um, but the other person that they confirmed at. At uh, Comic Con for the crossover was Burt Ward. Who's he? He played Robin on the Batman TV show with Adam West. Oh my gosh! What? Which is huge. Like, I really want to see him show up in like a Nightwing costume. Yeah, like old man with a like a baton just beating people. Okay, so. I With haven't followed any is. of the DC stuff. Is this worth going to be worth it to jump into? You think? I I think so. I yeah. I will get you caught up. What would be okay. better for the old man thing? Uh, uh, Nightwing or Red Hood? Uh, well, he was Dick Grayson. Oh, so it'd be Nightwing. So never yeah, mind. It'd be Nightwing. Yeah, it'd be uh, Nightwing. Never mind. Or he could be Batman at this point. Oh right. Uh, I because it, it's it's gonna. <sighs> I just had an idea. He, um, he comes in as old man Bruce Wayne, and they pull somebody else to be the Beyond, uh, 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 the Batman Beyond uh, kid. That would be cool. Maybe. Oh man, Will Friedel as just Batman Beyond, like a live action Batman Beyond. <laughs> but That'd be Will, okay. I'd it's, be down. It's Will Friedel today, so he's kind of <laughs> kind of like schlubby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, there are so many like it says it in the title. There are infinite possibilities for what this crossover could be. Devin, if you really want to get into this, I would definitely start with last season's crossover because that's where they introduced Batwoman, which is also a show that's coming out soon on the CW. So, yeah, I, I would say start with the crossover from last season or just last season's shows and then go from there. Like you don't and re- I could hop into them. Like I don't need to see like Arrow seasons one and like Flash season one. I honestly like no, not at this point. It's okay. just serialized. Um, they do like the previously on, even when you watch oh, it on okay. Netflix. So, but yeah, I would definitely watch Super, like Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and Legends. Like that's four shows okay. that that'll keep you busy for a while. Oh yeah, absolutely. It will. So and, and like you, you can probably get caught up by the time the crossover happens in in November. Oh, probably if I tried. So, yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait for that. I, I got into these shows late. Like I started watching Arrow when it was going into season three or four. Yeah. Because I remember in college when Arrow first premiered, I just ranted. We did a segment on a show I used to work on in college called That Shit Ain't Cute. And I watched uh-huh. the pilot of Arrow and just berated it. <laughs> like I, I picked out so many problems. Like I remember the one thing was like the the Queen Mansion was the same mansion they used as Smallville on for, oh. the, for the Luther Mansion, and I remember I just remember the one bit. I was thinking about this today. 
I was like, if you want to be Smallville, be fucking Smallville. Like, if you're not going to do Smallville, just step away from it completely. Like, don't don't use that house. Like, what the fuck? And then they made a joke about loss. I was like, that's not how loss ended. And then I went on a whole tirade. Oh, man. Oh, I love it. You know what grinds my gears? <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. That's what that segment was. Um, okay, moving on from TV to movies. Uh, so Tom Cruise went to Comic-Con. Do you guys know why Tom Cruise is at Comic-Con? I saw this one. It's Top Gun 2, isn't it? Yep, Top Gun Maverick. I'm sold. I don't know. I'm sold. I don't know I if I've actually, ever actually seen the first one. Okay. I've so, seen parts yeah, of it. Yeah, I haven't okay, okay, so Top Gun 1. Or I, now, well, anyway. if he ha- actually hasn't seen it, I've seen enough of it. We're going to do it for the show. So let's not go over it. Okay. Let's just go over how yeah. ridiculous it is that they're making a Top Gun sequel in 2019. Okay. So I actually, you know how people always say that like, oh, it's too late to make this sequel. Oh, it's too late to do that. The, uh, the actor's too old. I feel like this was one of those things where you had a bunch of people in a room who could make things happen. And they were talking about, you know, we should have really made a Top Gun 2 like 15 years ago. And then somebody said, yeah, well, now it's too late. And then somebody else said, actually, no, it's not. And I really feel like the idea of this movie is he's the last of his kind. He's the last of his generation of pilots. That is kind of like how you have like the Gen Xers the millennials and then you have gen z like the millennial like us as millennials we're like the last generation to be able to say that we lived in an area where one of our friends had a uh, had normal phones you know like i didn't always have a smartphone like i didn't start using a touch screen technology until maybe on an everyday basis until like 2010 2011 when i was 25 so I, I, I like this idea of him being like the last of his kind, because that's definitely what it seems like. In the world of drones, yeah. Tom Cruise is the only right? man brave enough to go yeah. in a, a fighter jet. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, right? I really, and the fact that they're flying like F-18s, mm-hmm. um, I really, I like that step up. And the fact that it's his, his, it's his helmet, like it's his original, like, I don't know if it's the original helmet, but it's the design. What got me is I I've seen enough of Top Gun to know what the the score is. So yeah. the score in the trailer that I was like, oh my god, like that that got me. Like I don't the most I know about Top Gun was like the NES game. Like yeah. that's I played that at my babysitters a lot. Game. Yeah. Um. Ah. But this trailer is just like re remakes re redos of like famous shots from the first movie. Like it that's is all this trailer is. It is. Um, wow, uh, uh, I'm sure that you've heard the like the funny story about shooting, and this isn't going to spoil a- anything for Devin. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that you've had to have heard this about how um, they got a United States aircraft carrier when they were filming the first movie to turn around. Did you ever hear about that? No. Okay, so no. Uh, let, let, let's save it for the actual. We're gonna. Yeah, this sounds like a really good it's, story, it's, but I like I think it would be great for that. It's like a five minute little thing story. Which uh, this, we'll this is a mini set. This is a mini set. Whatever. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. Um, <laughs> I really think that if we do Top Gun, though, we need to squish Hot Shots at the end of it. Okay. Have you guys ever? What's Hot Shots? That's the parody, right? 
Oh my god, you guys are gonna kill but me. That that's <laughs> okay. Uh, so not only is Tom Cruise returning for <laughs> for Top Gun, but they also got Val Kilmer back. And that's Val, right. I and, forgot he was in that too. And Val Kilmer is also in a little uh, movie that we've been kind of teasing on this show for a while now. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, now, have you guys seen the trailer for this yet? No. Yes, I did watch the trailer. Okay. Um, didn't really spoil anything for Dogma or Strikes Back for you, did it? Honestly, if it spoiled anything, it went way over my head. Okay. Like, That's one thing I was going to say. He doesn't know what's being yeah. spoiled because he doesn't know the movies yeah. yet. So, um, yeah, Kevin Smith had his panel and he talked a lot about like pretty much the Ben Affleck of it all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the trailer dropped. They did his Comic Con panel. Um, Val Kilmer is playing the rebooted Blunt Man. Melissa Benoist from Supergirl is the new Chronic. Um, <laughs> so you have Batman and Supergirl fighting it out <laughs> in a Batman v Superman, Batman v Superman parody. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this movie. It doesn't look like it's the best movie ever made. But it, God damn it, it looks fun. It does. It, it looks like every, it looks like it's going to fit in well with what I've seen so far of the VSQ universe. Does yeah. it need to be the best movie ever made? No. And no. to be perfectly honest, if it was, I think it would take away from it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it definitely does. Uh, I, I can't wait for it. it. It just looks like a lot of fun. Um. Yeah, I, I'm excited for it. Oh, I can't wait. Is there anything else before we get into the the what we're here to actually talk about. Did the, is this where the, the Harley trailer dropped too? Oh, we can talk about Harley. Uh, the was Harley that the Quinn. one that yeah, I shared? Okay. You guys? I look fun. That I am. I want to watch that. The, yeah. The, I, I've got to give DC credit. The, the DC universe stuff that I've seen so far, which is Titans and doom patrol has kind of like Titans was a little underwhelming for me, but doom patrol was fantastic. And this Harley Quinn trailer dropped and it looks like it's on the same level of quality as Doom Patrol. Like it's just going for it. It's, they're not holding back at all. It's just like, okay, here's a adult comic animated series with yeah. all these Batman characters, even uh, King Kite or Kite King, whatever the hell his name is. Like we're just, yeah. we're just going for it. And here's Alan Tudyk as the Joker. What I love about it, what what caught me about that trailer when I first saw it was my my first thing was like, this is like if somebody took the modern like Adult Swim, like uh, 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 cartoon style you see in a lot of like Adult Swim type cartoons over the past like five years and Mm -hmm. you put that style to the original Batman cartoon. Mm -hmm. Like that's what got me first was the style of it and then the dialogue. As soon as I heard the dialogue, I was sold. Like just oh, yeah. the way that they portrayed Harley and like the facial expressions on Ivy and like how Joker reacted to her, like all of that. And yeah. just the dialogue just sold me on it yeah. right away. I I'm I'm excited for that show. I didn't think I would be, but I am. So Yeah, I am too. Like I'm gonna keep I'm gonna probably keep DC Universe as long as they keep it around and keep adding good stuff to it. So that's one paid subscription app that I'm getting that I already have. And there's another one that I'm getting, which we're about to talk about. Um, oh, yeah, we are. So Marvel had a <sighs> big panel. Marvel has been away from Comic-Con for two years, I think it was. 
and this is their right. first panel where they released their timeline for phase four. So what I figured we'll do is we'll go through it um, date by date and talk about the different things that are coming. So first off, next Neat. May, we have Black Widow, the prequel slash sequel slash I don't know what about Black Widow. So what do we, what have you guys heard about this movie? It's pretty much Nothing. a uh, it's pretty much a documentary about Black Widows that was done by the Discovery Channel back in the mid nineties. So people are going to be really disappointed if they're thinking it's going to be Scarlet. To be perfectly honest, that's that was what it. I yeah, I think you got it. Okay. It's just spiders. <laughs> because because you know to be honest, normally I hear about rumors about movies, and I you know from either like you or Devin or somebody, I haven't heard a thing about this movie. Nothing except for the fact that it's called Black Widow. Okay. I haven't heard a thing. Okay. Well, let me fill you in. Okay. So we got Scarlett Johansson coming back as Natasha Romanoff. Rachel Wise is going to be in the cast. And David Harbour okay. from Stranger Things is going to be in this. I heard about that. Dang it. That's why I'm okay. going to watch it. So this movie is a prequel, but it's not as far back as everyone thought it was going to be. They, people, A lot of people thought this was going to be like, the the Budapest like that they keep talking about with her and Hawkeye, yeah. which I think will be part of it because I think it does take place in Budapest, but it's her going back to it. Evidently, oh. this movie takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. Okay, so I don't know. They it, it kind of feels forced. Like it's like oh yeah, people want a Black Widow movie. Here's a Black Widow movie. My my theory is though. Something happens in Black Widow that's going to set up phase four, like not the Infinity Stones, but whatever the equivalent of the Infinity Stones going forward is, has something to do with this movie. Like something happens in this that will affect the future of the MCU. I hope because on the surface level, and we'll talk about this later, this phase seems like directionless. It's like, all right, we had all this cool stuff. Now we're going to throw spaghetti at the wall till we can get back to the cool stuff. <laughs> well, I think Kevin Feige said that it, like at the panel that this phase is about beginnings. Like there's not many sequels in this one. It's about beginnings oh. and like they're pretty much like starting from scratch after Endgame. Like if Endgame was a season finale, yeah. this is the new season. And well, so. Um, the way that I take this and what I have to remind myself every time I see this diagram that you have up on your computer where it says phase four and it's the, it's the, Mm -hmm. the fandom it's from fandom and it has just the movie listing on it. Um, I have to try to remind myself, okay, so take all of the like fanfare out of it, you know, from phase one, take all the fanfare away from it. What, what would people be saying if they, said at comic-con hey this is going to be phase one of this new marvel movie series that we're doing and everybody looked at it and they were like iron man captain america and thor avengers oh that's cool but they're only going to touch on three of them i have to i have to kind of remind myself that that's what going into phase one would have looked like if we if like the fandom was as crazy about it i mean because whenever i see this because to me i'm like where's the like where's the where's the uh uniformity in what i'm looking at i mean at this point we're we're just at the point where this is this is iron man like yeah, we don't even have that team up at the end of this. Like exactly, what you're talking about is like, oh yeah, this is building towards Avengers. We don't know what this is building towards. Exactly. So, 
I'm a, I I'm in I, I'm excited to see a trailer for Black Widow to figure out what this movie is. I also kind of am theorizing that the Hulk snap worked and she comes back to life. Like he really, said, he says it doesn't work, but maybe it did. He doesn't know. Sure. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I I really I kind of hope she stays dead, but the other part of me is like I kind of hope they bring her back or they at least address her death a little bit more in this one. Like maybe. Right. Maybe. She kind of they kind of did her dirty in Endgame. Yeah. I um, I I don't think they did. I, I know think, we talked about this, but I don't think they did. I think there should be at least something to acknowledge that she's gone. Like just like they did. Like a, they they had their pout session on the porch. I think no, I think like something for the world cuz in the post blip world everyone knows what happened. So like they know she died cuz she's in that memorial video. Like I feel like there should be a statue yeah. of of her and all the, like all the dead Avengers at like the new Avengers complex, like open it with that and then do like the, the back in time wibbly wobbly bullshit. Yes. At least address it. Like you, they did address it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they don't have to address it in that they can address it in Falcon and the winter soldier, which is the DC, the Disney plus show coming in fall of 2020, which I would be in complete favor for if they did it there. What do you mean? The oh, statue yeah. and like having a scene or something. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier because I want to. I like those two characters enough. They're also bringing back Zemo. Who? Baron Zemo, the bad guy from Civil War, the one who like manipulated them into going to the the old Winter Soldier complex. Oh, okay. Is he going to be the big bad guy of the whole thing? Uh, yeah, he's actually wearing his mask from what I hear. Oh, so, huh. uh, I'm excited to see this. Uh, they did say that Anthony Mackie will be wearing a Captain America suit by the end of it. Good. So I like just so people get an idea. Falcon and Winter Soldier together. I like those two characters like doing the buddy buddy thing. As much as I like Steve Harrington and Dustin being buddy buddy. <laughs> oh man, that's I like how that. much. Uh, that's really how much I like those two together. So I I can't wait for this show. Like I've already talked to I've already talked to Kristen about getting Disney Plus when it comes out, and I know that uh, and I know that I'll just become a shell for the Disney corporation and it's a monopoly, but at this point I don't care because they produce good content and they let their people do what they want to a point. Yeah. And they, and they let them do it to a point that I like. Devin, what do you think of Falcon and Winter Soldier? Guys, come on. Um, I'm sorry, everyone. I, I don't love the characters that much. I really don't. I think the characters are just okay. I think they were relegated to mostly background and support characters for the more interesting parts of the the MCU. And I I don't know. I think that it's a cop-out putting them on Disney+. Plus. I think that if you cared about the story you were going to tell, you would release it as a full movie and not as a way to promote your streaming service. I am going to have this same complaint with every single one that we talk about on Disney+. Plus. So I don't really care about WandaVision. I don't really – like, oh, okay. guys, I don't know. Okay. I'm so, like, mad about all, all right. of this. I understand where you're coming from, but but here is my counter argument to that. Do it. You can tell so much more story in an eight part miniseries than you can in a two hour movie. Chernobyl. So that it, part, you, I mean, you're absolutely right. 
in a in a post Steve Rogers Captain America world where you have these two characters who are so close to him dealing with the aftermath of everything that has happened, dealing with the new responsibilities you have uh, Zemo coming in, doing his thing. I think it'll be very interesting to see this dynamic shift for these two characters and what happens when their, their their leader, Steve Rogers is gone and out of the picture. Well, and I think that's why I'm having such a hard time with it because their role in any of the movies is just the, they are ways to show how good Steve Rogers is. And I think it's them both trying to fill those shoes. And I feel like in a two hour movie, like it would just be a lot of banter between the two of them, like witty Marvel banner. But I think in an eight part miniseries, you can go deep with those characters. Like I, th- I feel like it's going to be more than just them play- playing side characters. I feel like it's going to be better stories and more focused on their relationship going forward as Avengers. You know, I hope so. And I really do want to be proven wrong because like, I don't know. I... We, we lost your sound. I'm back. Am I back? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I want to be proven wrong. Like, I know that like the MCU has big plans for at least one of those characters. Like somebody has to be the new Captain America. But like, I don't know if like I, I love a lot of like what the Falcon did for the MCU. Mostly he was like that guy that Steve Rogers raced. And then the guy that would like fly in and ineffectively shoot two machine guns at people and then fly away. Well, I'm like, I, all right. I think I might have a good analogy for this. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is so far they've been relegated to backup characters because that's what they were because the main focus was, was, you know, Captain America. So yeah. when, you know, writing those storylines, there aren't, they aren't going to have those moments that's going to grip you as like somebody that could hold down the narrative full time. And this is their opportunity to, to do that in all honesty. And because of that, I feel like this is a safer option for Disney because they haven't had to hold down their own storyline because they've always been secondary to Captain America, that this gives Disney that chance to be like, okay, we're not entirely sure if this is actually going to work out or not for the show because it's going to build to something else. But at least this is a starting point so we can see how this goes. Because to me, in in my mind, I see this as, I relay it back to sports. The Cardinals have a really good catcher right now. He's a Hall of Famer. When he retires, (laughs) somebody's going to have to fill his shoes. And right now, that person is a rookie. He plays maybe once every, like, three weeks. And pretty soon, he's going to be the full-time person. And he has a metal arm. And that's the same thing as this. What? And he has a metal arm. Yeah, he has a metal arm. So, I mean, you've got to, like, you've got to take things as, you know, what you're used to goes away. Something new is going to come into its place. And I think that's where you're having an issue with because nobody's really stood out yet to take his shoes. But I think it's because they've always been relegated to backup, but now it's their time to, like, step forward. You're you're right. There are five Disney Plus shows that we're going to talk about today. There are only two of them that I will adamantly defend and one that I will kind of stand up for with the conditions. Uh, that being said, I'm looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, I really want to see what they do with this. Um, I think if you're going to do a miniseries on two characters post-Endgame, those are the two to choose. Yeah, I mean, I here's what I want. I want 
you guys to play back my rant to me <laughs> while we're doing the episode on on this on this show because we're going to do an episode on it because we have to. Yes. I want you to play back that rant on me, and I want I want to hate me right now. Like I want to be so wrong that like I want to time travel back to me and punch me. Okay. That's my hope. It, it will happen. Good. All right. So moving on. So that's fall 2020. Uh, later on in the fall of 2020, we have the Eternals. I I don't know anything about Eternals, like as Not a comic anything. book, but I didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy beforehand either so yeah. that, that kind of gives me a little bit like okay well this is obscure enough that i don't know anything about it so it could be interesting but it's got a decent cast so none of us did our homework yeah <laughs> uh we've got angelina jolie richard madden kumail najiani selma hayek and brian tyree henry it's a very diverse it, cast. okay it is uh i know a little bit about them i know they're celestials They've been introduced in the MCU already, so they're like, like them, like as a group is already like a thing. I is it weird that I'm not excited for Angelina Jolie to be in it? I mean, Angelina Jolie, like I don't really understand why she has such star power nowadays, like she did back yeah. in the early 2000s. Um, yeah, I. Like I'm intrigued by it because it is like a very wide spectrum of a cast. Like there, there are good yeah. people in this, and she's the only one that yeah, she's okay, but not the one that's like oh wow, like they got injuries. Really, like I'm not impressed by that anymore. <laughs> like oh. it's not 2003, um, right? Like, but Selma Hayek, I am surprised to see in this. Like that's that's a pleasant yeah. surprise. She's always fun in anything that she's in. Well, what's the last um, major thing that Angelina Jolie's been in? Maleficent. Yeah, and Maleficent too. So I mean, is so at the point is this something where like is at this point with her, I feel like with her pull on her name, she can pretty much do whatever movie the the uh, the studios come to her for, and she can pretty much just pick and choose what role she wants to do. And yeah. Sure. I, I, I like she hasn't really done a lot recently so for me to see her name in this is just kind of like oh cool she's in it but that's yeah. it like that's as far as it goes because to me we've we've talked about this my favorite movie with her in it is bone collector and that was made a long ah. time ago so i mean it'll be interesting to see how she does it and this. not even in her top four on imdb yeah i know I, i'm i'm that kind of person <laughs> she peaked early yeah um I mean, I, I, I'll probably read some Internals comics beforehand just to get into it and figure out who I like and whatnot. Because when Guardians, yeah. like when they first announced Guardians, I started reading the, the comics that they released at that time. And I fell in love with the characters. Like Star-Lord's origin just like, like blew me away. Like, it's a little bit different than in the movie, but it's still like the whole mother dies, gets taken into space and all of that but like i was just blown yeah. away by that so i think i'm not going to prepare for this at all i think i know that they're celestials i think that's going to be enough for me and i'm going to let the mcu take me for the ride okay that's also fair and same here. this one I'm not, I'm not as like mad about this one because same here and the reason being is that i'm really hoping that they take whatever this new like series is like whatever 
theme this phase is going to be a part of and do their own thing with it. And I know that we talked about this. I want them, I don't want them to do something that was done in the talk that was something that was done in the comic books already and twist it. I want them to do their own thing. Not something that was done in the comics, not three or four things that were done in the comics and spliced together, their own creative storyline for this phase. That's what I want. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for. All right, so that's November 2020. Uh, three months later, we have Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. We're getting the real Mandarin, guys. Great. I didn't care about the Mandarin the first time. What? The Mandarin. Sorry, the, uh, I'm going to be a jerk this whole po- this whole part of the podcast. I don't mean to be. Um, I, I think you'll come around. I, I guarantee you, I'm going to come around. There, there are three things on here that I know you'll be, you'll be okay with. Um, okay. At least I hope you are. Uh, the Mandarin was the the Ben Kingsley character in Iron Man Three. Oh, okay. You'll never see me coming. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> um, but he wasn't the Mandarin. He was just an actor. And then Guy yeah. like, I have always been the Mandarin. And then they're like. No, you're not. Like, no, it's like, no, you're not the Mandarin. You're not Chinese. Yeah, we're getting the real Mandarin. He's being played by. Yeah, but that guy was a celestial, though. The Mandarin. Yeah, in in Iron Man three, the guy that could, like his hand could melt through the Iron Man suit, like that was a celestial. I don't think that was a celestial. He just had the extremists. Oh, I thought for some site I I saw said that he was a celestial too. I could be wrong. Uh, I don't think he was. But I don't the internet know, might have lied to me. I know this is going to be a their first like kung fu movie in the MCU, which okay, I'm fine with that. You've got a um, all like you got a Chinese director, Asian director doing a martial arts movie, and the only thing that I've really seen about this movie so far, besides the casting of the Mandarin, is the guy who's playing Shang Chi is like the biggest fan of everything Marvel. Like if you go back and look Aww. at his, twi- his Twitter feed, like from like three years ago, he tweeted, "Hey Marvel, uh, great job with Black Panther. When are you going to do that Asian superhero movie?" And then like the night of Comic Con, he's like, "Damn!" <laughs> like he replied to his own tweet. So his his Twitter feed is fantastic, and it gets me excited for this movie by itself. Uh, he just seems yeah. like a delight, and like he retweeted the picture of the whole crew on stage with. Benedict yeah. coming back, like hugging him, he's like, "Oh my God, he's touching me!" Like, like, he just seems like a really great guy, and I'm excited to see what he does with us. Like, he seems like he's gonna have a good time with us, and I feel like that's the best that you can do with these movies is get somebody who's going to have a fun time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like if anyone's gonna do this movie right, it's gonna be Marvel. Uh, like in their current like MCU style, I think that it'll be great. Um. I just, for some reason, I keep equating this one to, was it Iron Fist? Yeah. The one on Netflix? I, for some reason, I can't stop drawing that connection in my mind and thinking it's just going to be as cringy as that was. Yeah. I mean, Iron Fist wasn't great. It had its moments, but it, it out of all the more Netflix shows, it was the weakest. I couldn't get into it. I, I wanted to. I forced myself into it. I could not get into the second season, though. Once I knew that everything yeah. was ending, it's like, mm-mm. no, I'm yeah, gonna... whatever. The the best Iron Fist that we had on Netflix was the when he showed up on Luke Cage season two for one episode. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Ah. Like the two of them working together was fantastic. Um, yeah. We'll talk about the Netflix stuff in a bit, but oh I'm, yeah, I'm excited for Shang Chi. Like I, like a martial arts film isn't really my cup of tea usually, but no, I'll see anything Marvel does at this point. So I want to see all this stuff. Like who am I kidding? But I, I'm excited oh. for Shang Chi. I want to see what's going to no, be. I'm interesting. Is yeah. I want to see how they tie this back to Iron Man with the Ten Rings because the Ten Rings are the terrorist organization that kidnapped Iron Man. They yeah. kidnapped Tony Stark in the first one, so it's got to tie back into that, right? Oh, I mean, it has to. I mean, it yeah, which is great because I thought it was going to be literal Ten Rings. Like I was like, <laughs> the plot's going to be like, you must find the Ten Rings around the world, and I'm like, that sounds dumb. No, that's Sonic the Hedgehog that comes out this year. That's what I was um, thinking. Devin, Devin, Alan said that he's not really into like kung fu movies. Watch him watch this, and then all of a sudden we can't get him to stop telling us that we need to watch these like old school '70s, '60s like kung fu movies. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> I I've seen a few of them and they are very entertaining. Yeah, extremely entertaining. Well, I'm sure we'll find one that we can watch before this one comes out just to tie it in. Have you seen any Bruce? Oh, Lee I'll movies? make you guys watch at least one, like legit Bruce Lee movies. No, I don't think I have. I think we need to watch the we'll Bruce Lee movie that is the basis for the Mortal Kombat storyline. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely we do. Um all right, so next up in phase four in spring twenty twenty one. The worst names anything that I've ever heard. WandaVision. I hate Don't that care. title. I Don't. hate that title. The only thing that makes me care about this show is the fact that you remember that little girl in um, Captain Marvel? Yeah. Um, she's in this. Monica. Yeah, she's going to be Ram- the next Captain Rambo. Marvel. No, she's not going to be Captain Marvel. She gets her own character, but they're going to have the grown-up version of her in this show, which intrigues It's going to be that far in the future. It's going to take place after Endgame. Oh, so it deals okay. with, it deals with, I'm going to guess Scarlet Witch. Um, trying to rebuild vision and getting him back. I also hear rumors that this takes place in the 1950s. So there okay. may be like a time travel reality bending type thing going on. Yeah. So I, I like vision. I don't really care for Scarlet, Witch. I'm intrigued by the Monica Rambo thing. Like the fact that she's tying into this is interesting. Yeah. to me, And that kind of gets my attention. Like, Oh, Okay. That's a weird thing to put her in. So I feel like that that one's going to be more important than it should be because of one of the next things coming up too. the very next thing. um, (gasps) The very next thing is Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness, which Scarlet Witch is like the side character of. So I feel like like it's going to tie into it. Um, it, Probably by a lot. Like I can't imagine that you put these two back to back and it doesn't tie into it. I mean, oh, I've yeah. always felt that Scarlet Witch and Dr. Strange should have more of a tied in storyline just because of her abilities mm-hmm. and Dr. Strange abilities. Like to me, it just makes sense for those two to link up the way that the Falcon and, uh, uh, and winter soldier links up. I feel like Scarlet Witch and Dr. Strange should link up. Yeah. And I, I've been listening to a few things on this and reading some articles and, I, somebody at Marvel said, I think it was Kevin Feige. I'm just going to uh, equate all this to Kevin Feige. Um, <laughs> they haven't done a great job of establishing her powers 
and her like no. her abilities. So bringing her in with Doctor Strange will help like explain a little bit more what she can do, what she is. Yada yada yada. Explain how she's a mutant. Like that's pretty much where they're going with this. Like they're going to tie her into the mutants part, huh? I, well, part of my part of the thing with WandaVision is like I've I've heard the theory that they're going to do the reverse of House of M, where instead of no more mutants, like just there are mutants, and then just there'll be mutants. Like her, she uses her powers not to get rid of all mutants, but to create mutants and have. Oh, and, she'll create the mutants. Yeah, instead of getting rid of them. So if you go back oh. to the 1950s and do that, you that would be, be cool. And that's how you can retcon the fact that there haven't been mutants up to this point. They just kind of appear in the 50s and then Back to the Future doesn't really affect anything else. Yeah, and then Doctor Strange could talk about the multiverse stuff and something, something multi. Yeah, you know what? I see it. You know, it would be cool. Okay, so somehow they go back in time. Personally, I would rather it be like the 20s or the teens or even before that because, I mean... If they're not going to do the classic X-Men, like Professor Xavier and Magneto, if, if they're not going to do that storyline, then the 50s are fine. Because then that takes away all those characters it, they're, to their true storylines. So anyway, 50s is fine. They go back to the 50s. Something happens. Doctor Strange is trying to work with... No, they go to the 50s in WandaVision, not Doctor Strange. No, no, no. no. And Somehow she ends up in the 50s. Mm-hmm. whatever reason she yeah. ends up in the 50s she's trying she's discovering her powers one way or another by her trying to defend herself or whatever and because she's supposed to be like extremely strong like she's supposed to be the strongest one out of all of them until captain marvel came along like it would be interesting if like she ex- like energy wise exploded and it just put a wave over the entire earth and like radiation that split people's DNA to a point, and that's what caused the mutations in certain people and not in others. I think that, that would, would be, be cool. a cool way to go about it because then, it, because then it's randomized and it's not centrally located, yeah. meaning that you could have you could have her quote unquote explode in the middle of like a stadium, and only ten percent of the people at that stadium eventually turn into mutants and then pass on those genes. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. to see what they I'd, be, do I'd be on board with that. Doctor Strange and the the Multiverse of Madness just sounds insane. It's going to be a horror movie. It's going to be the same guy who did the first Doctor Strange, which I love. It might be my favorite, yeah. movie, one of my favorite movies of Phase Three. Um, yeah, I can't wait for this one. This might be the one that I'm. This might be the one I'm most excited for in this phase. I'll say it. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I am too. I. Unequivocally, like unequivocally hate the name. Um, I don't know why, but like I just it it reads too like pop culty for me. I think, and I think that's why I don't love the name. But I it's it's got my boy Benny in it. Like I'm gonna love it. It's um a lot better of a title than WandaVision. Oh oh absolutely it is. Um, so that's May 2021. I'm excited for that one. I am too. So in sp- also in spring 2021, we have Loki. Yeah. What do you guys think of the, the idea of Loki t- traveling around with the Tesseract? Like 2012 Loki traveling around with the Tesseract, because that's what the show is going to be. I think it's going to be the best show that they're going to have in phase one. Or, the, or this phase? I'm telling you right now. Loki is going to, by 2023, 
people are going to be doing podcasts or whatever, you know, what, whatever. Um, and they're going to say, okay, so what is your favorite miniseries from phase one, except Loki? Cause we all know that's the best. So let's just take that one off. Which one's your favorite one after that? That's going to be the conversation three years after phase four. I, I want this one to be good. I have a theory <laughs> on what this one's actually going to be just judging by the title art. What do you think? Tell okay. me. Okay. So the title art, if you can, Ryan, you can see it here. Yeah. Uh, each letter is a different design, different font, which a lot of people have been making fun of online because of graphic design. You don't do that. I think it means something. I think. I think I know what you think it means. I think he's jumping around to different universes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely I think, is. I think that's what this is going to be like him jumping around to all those different timelines that they created in Endgame. See, you said before that you think WandaVision is going to mean more to the overall storyline mm-hmm. than what it probably should. I think Loki is going to be that linchpin. I think Loki's show is going to connect everything in phase one. I truly think that you're going to watch Loki and go, oh, that's why they did that in Black Widow. Oh, that's why Doctor Strange had that happen. Uh, I truly feel like that's what it's going to be. I will even throw out my my theory on how the Loki show ends. If how you does want it, me what? To. How, how does it end? It ends with Loki running into Loki on Asgard, taking the Tesseract. And then the, uh, Loki, the Loki that we know from the show goes to the ship meets up with Thor and then Thanos shows up and that's the Loki who died. I think the Loki that we know and love from the, from yeah. Ragnarok is still alive. That's why he says when he dies, the sun will shine on us again. Interesting. You know what? Because I'm on board. Does seem I, alive, I want it. Because from who, because so from who Loki is before, uh, uh, prior to infinity war, and then the Loki we know in, in Infinity War, mm-hmm. the maturity is insanely different between the two of them. So it would make sense that it's a different Loki that's been through a lot. Yeah. That's matured and grown up because it doesn't seem like the same Loki. Yeah. the uh, and It even makes sense because if Loki fills in the other Loki about what, what has happened and he has that moment of, I am Loki, Odin's son. And he pauses and like gets sad for a minute. Like that's him processing the fact that his dad died. Yeah. Um, so I I it I think that like there's definitely gonna be like multiverse travel. I that's just a idea of how it could end. I don't know if that will happen, but who knows? I can see it. I, I like it. I can definitely see it too. But if not, there's always what if they could touch on it. Um, I can't wait for this show. Yeah. yeah. This is the one I'm most excited about. Um, this is an animated show where they just kind of like, hey, what if Peggy Carter got the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers? They're bringing back everyone pretty much except for Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Um, for now, they'll get them back. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll definitely pop up <laughs> at some point. Um, yeah. But they cast Jeffrey Wright from Westworld as the Watcher, which is perfect casting. Right. Spot on. Um, so I can't wait for that. Um, Ryan, do you have any thoughts on it? I I can't wait to see it 
because I mean, as you guys know, when it comes to actual comic books, I love the one-off comic books. That's like a what if, or like, you know, like a little bit of a change. And I really want to see what they do with this. Um, so in fall 2021, we also have the Disney plus show Hawkeye. I feel like this is going to explain Budapest. I no, I don't think that it will. I think this will be him passing the torch to Kate Bishop, which they have said is Kate Bishop is a part of this show. I hope to God that they base it on Matt Fraction's run of Hawkeye, which is where they got the title art for this one. It is a great arc of Hawkeye, which I never thought I'd say, but <laughs> it, it gives his character something to do when he's not just shooting arrows. Like it gives him like an actual story arc. And oh wow. Um, my wife was reading them and she made me read them. I was like, damn, this is actually good. Why don't they do this in the movies? Um, but in that he doesn't have a family. It's just him. Like pretty much he owns a building in Brooklyn and he's like the landlord and has to deal with like thugs and stuff. And huh. he also has like a mint, like he's also mentoring Kate Bishop and her becoming Hawkeye too. So if they base it on okay. that, this could be interesting. That would actually give him something to do as a character. Yeah. Instead of just I, be sad about I like family. that they gave us little like hints of his character, like in earlier like movies. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I this one just feels kind of like WandaVision to me. We're just like, all right. I feel I guess like we have Hawkeye. One, I feel I feel like this is them saying, okay, Hawkeye's drawn the short straw in every movie that he's been in. Let's give him eight hours to just flush out his character that way when you go back and rewatch the other movies that you you feel more for him and it actually gives him something to do and they actually establishes his character a little bit sure like get to know this guy i think i think if they do it right if they base it on that run in that style it could be good yeah like get him out of the farm and just to go do some stuff in the city would be interesting so it's not going to follow him during the blip I think there will be it will address him as Ronan a bit because you kind of have yeah. to. Um, yeah. But I don't know how much. Maybe yeah. he tells his family about that and his wife kind of gets freaked out and he has to leave for a bit just to recover, yeah. re find himself. Um, that's my take on it. Like I, I, I'm, a, I'm more excited for what if, which, which is, yep odd but what i'm more excited for is Is? for love and thunder (sighs) taika's back directing chris hemsworth tessa thompson are back from ragnarok and natalie portman i did not think they would get her back how did they get her back uh i think she saw ragnarok like oh hey that was actually a good thor movie like i want to i want to come back um and they're gonna do Mighty Thor, where she gets yeah, Mjolnir. So I can't wait for this. Yeah, I've already re- I've already read theories about like why she needs the th- powers of Thor, and like people like, oh yeah, because the ether was in her, like it gave her cancer, and she's sick, and now she needs the powers of Thor to survive. It's like, oh damn, that's a good that's a good theory. Like I I, I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this. Like, um. They will be establishing Valkyrie as the first 
uh, gay character in the MCU. In Great. This. Um, and so, cause she's the king of Asgard now and she needs a queen. So yeah, that's true. Um, I really hope they bring back, um, Darcy. Um, what's her name? Uh, Kat Dennings. I really hope they bring her back. Oh, you think they're going to bring her back? If you bring back Jane Foster, you have to. That's true. I feel like it's a missed opportunity if they don't bring her back into it. Yeah. And from the sound of it, Jeff Goldblum's coming back, so... What? Yeah, Jeff Goldblum tweeted um, the the logo for Thor Love and Thunder and with the text underneath it. And don't forget about the, the master, the grandmaster. <laughs> so. See, what I hope and what grabs me in this is the uh, the font and the design of the movie title because that looks oh, yeah. like it belongs on the side of a 1985 Chevy Astro van. Like, yeah. And just having like Thor with the hammer up with lightning coming down, like those classic 80 like art vans of like the goth of like the, of like the, the fantasy stuff on the side. Like that's what it looks like to me. And that's what I'm hoping the feel of this movie is. Like I want a little bit of uh, Conan. The, 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 I, I want a little bit of feel of Conan the, the barbarian in this movie. And I don't know why. I think it has to do with the text of the title. Yeah. But like that's what I, I want to feel of this movie. I don't think you're going to get uh, Conan the Barbarian. I think you're going to get She-Ra. Either way. Sounds great to me, though. Um, e- either way. I'm excited for this one. This and Doctor Strange. So wait. I- are we going to see Guardians in this movie, though? I think they make a cameo, at least. Cool. I like I, that. I don't think Thor is the main character of this one. I think he's in it. I think he... I think he plays like he'll be like the the Bruce Banner of this one, if anything. I think he's there. I don't think he's there for a lot of it. Is this his last movie, Chris Hemsworth? No. But oh he's no, he's gonna be in more. He he has come out and said he will keep playing this character until he they ask him to stop. He loves it. That's why. I love that. I think Ragnarok was such a refresher for him that he fell in love with the character again. And he Good. just doesn't want to stop. I think as long as him and Taika are working on these together, yeah. they're not going to end. Well, it, the one thing that I got from uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok was I got the feel from him and his acting the way that he had with Kevin from Ghostbusters. The way that he had with Kevin from Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like he had fun. Yeah, it's like the Ghostbusters movie, and I felt like that's where a lot of his humor came from because he was comfortable with it, and I feel like that translated into Ragnarok at the same time. Yeah, and I mean he's having fun, and as long as he's getting paid like he is for these movies to be able to play that character, I think he's going to continue with it. And besides, this way the 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 studio is paying for his workout routine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that's all the officially announced phase four stuff. Now it's time for my conspiracy theories. Do it. I think we see a Spider-Man movie in phase four. What? I think we see a Spider-Man movie July, 2021. Why do you think so? If it's the pattern, we had one 2017. Every two years, we're going to get a Spider-Man movie from Sony. 
That's right. And then Sony wouldn't be able to announce it though on this, would they? Yeah, Sony they never announce it with these. They they because um back when they did the fir- first like it's so weird because of the way they did the deal. Like they did the deal after they announced the phase three timeline. Yeah. So it was kind of just announced that like somewhere after homecoming, like, oh yeah, Spider-Man two is coming and like right after the Avengers. So I think they're I think it's going to happen after Doctor Strange and before Thor. I think July 2021, we will get a Spider-Man movie. You know what? On board. I also think we'll probably get a Deadpool movie in here, too. In here, like not just separate, like in here. In phase four at some point, I think we get a Deadpool movie. I wouldn't be surprised if it was February uh, 2021. Going back to... uh, Valentine's Day, like they did for the first one. You know, it'd be two I'd be all right with it. that would be great to put together from Phase Four: Loki and Deadpool. Oh yeah! I mean, if Loki's going through the multiverse, they have the character. Could you imagine the day- Deadpool and Loki like doing like an episode together? That would be hysterical. Here, here's the thing: like the day Disney bought out Fox and the deal was done. When you go to the Disney homepage, Deadpool was front and center. There's no was way. He? There's no way they're going to wait too long to make another Deadpool movie. And you know Ryan Reynolds is going to love to work with Disney. Yeah, I, he will. And and I think I just I want it. I want it. I want it. And that's a good way to introduce. I, I think it it might happen like right at the end of this. Like maybe maybe it's February 2022 that we get it. Yeah, I just don't want them to hold off on making one of his movies too long. Yeah, didn't Deadpool have a lot to do too with like the the scrawl in his comics? I don't know. I never really read that many Deadpool comics. Oh, I got like the compendiums, and like the first okay. like run of his comics was him like and the scrolls, and I thought that was really cool. So maybe they'll try to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also would like to see Deadpool and Spider-Man together at some point. So maybe if you do... Oh, Sp- I think, yeah. That's like a you, classic combination. Maybe That's if you true. do Spider-Man 3, you get Deadpool in there for the, like, the post-credit scene. Yeah, so, yeah, that would be cool. You know, stick to the theme of actors playing characters from previous movies that they were in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so that's the official phase four for Marvel. Yeah. Uh, they also touched a little bit on Phase 5. We will be getting Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2, Guardians 3, and Blade. Is Blade 5? I thought Blade was 4. They Blade will be like Phase 5, like beginning of Phase 5. Do we need Blade? It, it all depends on the storyline that they're going on. We need a yeah. Blade who will open his eyes for the camera and not make them CGI. <laughs> oh, um, too soon. I'm excited. I, I see. I, I, I'm a little, I'm just a little conflicted and it's not to the point of it's gonna, that I have negative feelings towards th- this new blade thing. It's just, I love the blade movies so much. Here's what I want the blade movie to be. I, I thought want, it was a show. No, it's going to be a movie. Okay. I want Sony to like convince Kevin Feige 
to allow Venom and Morbius and all of their Spider-Verse movies to be part of the MCU. And what I want the Blade movie to be is Blade hunting down Jared Leto's Morbius and just killing him. <laughs> that would be amazing. Because that would make the most sense. Yeah. Like, that's how you get vampires into this. Like, okay, like, we're getting the Morbius movie, whether we like it or not. Just just yeah. do it that way. Because I, I feel like Venom's going to come in here, too. Like, I think it's just going to be smart and smart for Sony and Marvel to make nice and let Sony get the money from the box office and just give Marvel creative control. I I think so, too. I think. Yeah, I agree. But. So, Devin, are you slightly more convinced on any of this or not? All right. Uh, admittedly, a little bit. And I know I do these turns a lot, but um, I still think a lot of it's kind of. I'm never excited about a lot of this stuff when it gets announced. The big complaint that I had was that a lot of the phases up until now felt like they were leading towards something. And I didn't realize how much multiverses could play into what this is. And even with like them kind of teasing it a little bit in Spider-Man, they're like multiverse, just kidding. Like, I think that's where they're going with it. I'm on board. Like I'm, I'm on board with that idea. If they do that, I still think WandaVision is going to be dumb. I'm not that excited about a black widow movie. Like, and I want to be wrong about all of it still. But like, I think the fact that there might be a unifying theme behind it gets me a little bit more comfortable with it. Yeah. It's just, we're in that weird spot of not knowing what that unifying thing is. Right. So, Because it's like I said before, in a vacuum, if they were to have released phase one, it, you would have people going, yeah, of course I'm interested for Iron Man and Captain America, but why bring Thor into this? Yeah. Yep. Or it could, um, uh, there'd be that and be like, so we're getting a Thor one and we're getting two Iron Man and one Captain America. That seems kind of weird. Why don't they just do one, two and one, two for each, uh, well, for fa- each of them? And how are these going to like, you know, go together? Phase one was screwed because of the, um, Writer strike. Yeah. Like, they were supposed to get oh, Thor yeah. and Captain America before Iron Man 2. But because of the writer strike, they're like, okay, well, I guess we're doing Iron Man 2. And the guy from the leftovers is going to write it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I kid you not. Justin Thoreau, the lead actor of the leftovers, wrote Iron Man 2. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's also a screenwriter. He did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did do a good job. That's one of my least favorite of phase one. I haven't seen it in a very long time. I like, see, the thing is, like, to be honest, at this point, if I want to watch an Iron Man movie from, like, the first, like, part of, like, phase, uh, from phase one, it might be because I've watched Iron Man one too much that I always go to Iron Man two. Yeah. Got it. I get that. I mean, Iron Man one has the great, the cinematic cinematic classic scene of Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave. (laughs) (laughs) I just hope they find more reasons to go back and revisit that scene. Like the guy, the scientist behind them, like looking around, like what the hell is going on over there? Like, I hope that he comes back and is a bad guy for Dr. Strange or something. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, the future of the MCU and our takes on it. And some other Comic-Con stuff that we talked about earlier. Wow. <laughs> okay, so just a little peek behind the curtain. This is our mini-sode. We did two episodes tonight. This episode has been 20 minutes longer than the one we recorded about an actual <laughs> movie. 
Oh, but so, we got on Marvel, and we always we talk with Marvel. We do. Um, maybe I'll split this one into two. But okay. I don't know. We'll oh, yeah, out. that sounds maybe, good. Maybe I'll just post it. Who knows? This depends on how lazy I am when I go to edit. So. Could be anything. <laughs> you have to watch this mini cast jumbo size. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, yeah, so that's all I've got for Comic-Con. Anything else we yeah. want to touch on? Wish I was there. Sad that whole plane full of people got free Nintendo Switches. Wait, what? Yeah, a Southwest flight was just like, you're all going to Comic-Con, right? And like most of the flight was like, woo! They're like, all right, everyone gets a Nintendo Switch. Damn. Yeah, Southwest. Uh, have you been to a Comic-Con? I have been to Chicago Comic-Con, and it was delightful. That's C2E2? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been to New York Comic-Con twice. Oh, jealous. Maybe next year we'll have to get professional badges and go to uh, San Diego for the podcast. We should. I would love that. Can we get Kevin Smith on the podcast? Oh, man. I've got big ideas for the podcast, guys. Oh, I can't wait. So, all right. I think that's it for our not so mini so, but (laughs) our a bonus episode. Let's just let's call it what it is. It's a bonus episode. There we go. Bonus episode. So I still like my uh, my mini cast jumbo size. put that in the description for you yeah thank you all right (laughs) so for you have to watch this podcast i'm alan i'm ryan and i'm devin and we'll see you next week engage